Welcome to chaos, motherfuckers. I'm your conductor on this runaway train that we call Four Seasons and a Funeral. Beep beep. Make sure you keep your arms and legs firmly in the vehicle at all times. My co-conductors on this train are Nick and Charlie. Hi, I'm Nick, even though I'm supposed to be second. Hi, I'm Charlie, even though I'm supposed to be first. Also, beep beep for a train? <laughs> beep beep, motherfuckers. Not even choo-choo? Nah, beep, don't worry beep. about it. God, so, beep, so David, beep, I'm a train. <laughs> Today, we're talking about Season 3, Episode 11 of Fringe, Reciprocity. Something Reciprocity. That Reciprocity. I, I saw it on the title and I went, I went fuck, I can't pronounce that. <laughs> Reciprocity. <laughs> I saw the title called. and went, I saw the title and went, who's reading it and who is flubbing it? <laughs> oh david i'm gonna just toss something in the editing request i just bumped my mic and it made a bad sound on the bad waveform <laughs> <laughs> well i'll try to fix that um <laughs> yeah guys uh it's it's for Seth. we're back again it's another day um i said everything we need to okay yeah how, how have you guys been <laughs> pretty good i've been playing so much returnal it is so much fun and so like on the playstation 5 controller they got haptic feedback now so like you get better vibration stuff and it still has that built-in um microphone and speaker and there's little vines in the rooms that if you walk near them it picks you up and like you have to dash out to get away yeah your controller screams when you get near them oh no i don't like that the (laughs) first time you run into them you think it's just set dressing, like you shoot it and you're like, oh, that's doing nothing. Okay, it's just creepy. And then you walk near and it's like, ah! And you're like, holy shit, what the fuck was that? <laughs> oh. And it's for, such for, a good game. For the listeners' sakes, Returnal is the new roguelike um, game that came out on uh, PS5. It and... is made by the people who made Resogun. It is a horror space sort of roguelike game it is it is a roguelike mixed with a souls like mixed with a bullet hell mixed with a first person horror game because there's a certain segment where you go into first person mode and walk around a house like pt and it is Mm -hmm. terrifying and i love every minute of it and it's so spooky and even when there's safe rooms and like it's been a safe room for the entire time i played the game i still think they're going to drop an enemy in there and kill me out of nowhere I don't know if that's good or bad game design. Oh man, that's like a little bit of both. <laughs> so there was there's one instance that I can recall of in Dark Souls where a bonfire turns into a monster and kills you. Oh man. <laughs> but specifically that's... it's in Dark Souls two, but only in New Game Plus does it happen. It doesn't oh. even happen in the base game. It only happens in the new game plus one of the bonfires that previously, when you go through the game the first time, is a perfectly normal bonfire. And the new game plus, the final boss of that area leaps out of it and it kills you. Huh. What that's... the fuck? And it's very good. That's really good. <laughs> yeah, no, that's just really good. <laughs> because like 90% of the players are never going to encounter that if they don't, like, because they won't do new game plus. Yeah, that's yeah, that's only for hardcore for hardcore players, and at that point they're like, "Oh, damn, that was uh, that that's a new thing to look out yeah. for, I guess." Well, that's that's such a small subset of the people who would even like start playing the game, because how many people who yeah. boot up a Souls game actually finish it? 
and then want to do it again right? yeah and then go that was an enjoyable experience for I me let me do it again but harder let me do it again kudos yeah. to those game devs who are willing to put that much effort into something such a small portion of people yeah. will like even know like even dark Souls, like dark souls in general like there's an entire um like world essentially or like level in dark souls one that is the most convoluted path to get to oh the painted world the painted world where you need to essentially go yeah. back to the starting tutorial zone that you're not told about this anywhere you go back to the tutorial zone the first level there's new bosses there first of all you kill <laughs> one of the new bosses there you find a random uh doll in the place you first start the game in and then you need to go up to a giant painting painting in a completely different zone of the world and then you can go into the painting oh, so yeah. there's like there's like <laughs> zero actual direction that like there's no npcs or anything there's vague descriptions and some items that are like yeah there was this person who was sent away from the castle well so so that's that's just once again just art like in general like artistic people that are like brought in for most things just being under uh you know yeah. underappreciated See, no, that's, like, Dark Souls has actually tried to fix that as the series goes on. There's a yeah. lot of things in Dark Souls 1 that people go, oh, this was genius. And no, it's just bad game design. And they ah. just get away with it because it's Dark Souls. And then when they tried to fix it in 2, people went, this is bad, go back to the first one. <laughs> Which I is think an interesting conversation. A... Dark Souls Sorry. 3 does a nice combination of Dark Souls 1 and 2 when it comes to holding your hand but also letting you get lost. Where Dark Souls yeah. 1, you can get lost real easily and have no idea what the fuck you want to do. Yeah. And Dark Souls 2 was much more than just linear, like, here's the critical path. Dark Souls yeah, 3, I, have, I think, lets I have no you problem get with, lost. Yeah, I have no problem with games going like, oh, we have a secret area that's hard to get to. And leaving, like, breadcrumbs through dialogue or item descriptions and stuff like that. But Dark Souls 1 takes it to a different level where it's, like, vague mentions and, like, oh, you have to know the history of this world to get these references and symbolisms. That's what where you, you drag mean? it just a bit too far. What do you mean? You don't? You didn't get from the fact that Artorius fought the Abyss that you need to go kill his wolf, steal his ring in order to go kill another boss? <laughs> All right. All right, guys. Uh, back, back from there. Uh, we're we're going to go for not a super long episode this time. We're going to try. Never. <laughs> so, sure. David, what have you been up to this past week? Uh, Monster Hunter. They released a new Monster Hunter patch. I've been playing that. I finished all the content already. Um, it's very unfortunate. I've made all the weapons for my light bow gun. Um, I'm considering making another weapon tree as well. <laughs> Nice. You should. Um, that I've been playing Final Fantasy XIV back as well because I finished Monster Hunter content. Um, I just finished um, all of the uh, original base game storylines, so I'm on the first expansion now. Hey, I think that's when the game quest. gets like better. That is when, according to everyone in my guild, that is when the game plot actually gets super interesting <laughs> and is like worth paying attention to. Because the base game plot is very standard JRPG nonsense. Like, oh yeah, this magic crystal is telling you that you're the chosen one and you need to go save the universe. Ah. Oh look, a man in a dark hood. He's evil. Go fight him. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> what have you been up to, Nick? Uh, well, uh, I've been like trying my best not to tear my hair out while all the moving happens upstairs. It's been just a solid week of like moving and things um, upstairs, which has been the worst thing ever. Um, our landlords have been 
Uh, uh, our landlords like repainted and did a bunch of stuff upstairs, but they were like switching on and off the fuse box constantly. So like my computer mm. just got randomly swapped off like five different times That's not this good. week. Yeah, it was. It, we're gonna. I just gave it like a pat on the head and hope it's okay. Um, <laughs> now, are the people moving in um, above you? More children or less children than the people last? <laughs> Depends. What, which which way are we talking about here? Um, the people upstairs are definitely partiers. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. But do you think they'll be capable of, like, remembering their keys and not locking themselves out? Maybe. Putting a fork they're, in a garbage bin. They, they taking do out seem their own trash. They do seem significantly more competent in taking out their own trash. Um, oh, also great thing that came out of that that I have briefly mentioned, but it's awesome to see now. Um, I moved our internet, which I've wanted to do for two fucking years, um, into the garage from where it was previously, because as I learned, um, the cable hookup for it was not actually, like, in properly. Um, the, the cable was broken and was, like, roughly shoved into the back of the router and came out all the time. Um mm which was probably a little bit of the reason why our net was so fucked. And I moved it downstairs and bam, all of a sudden my upload speed went from 250 kilobits um, to uh, like 16 or 17 megs. Amazing. Did you manage to get the wired hookups working? Yes, they work too now. Who could have seen wow. it? Oh man. It's, it's okay. almost like if they just given me the router for 30 minutes, we would have had better internet. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I first... Uh, moved into my first apartment after residence. Half the house had wired Ethernet, so we we had the we had the hookup in the basement, and then two out of the four bedrooms had an actual Ethernet port. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yep. "Oh, this kind of sucks." Okay, we'll just have it in the living room. And one of my roommates went out and got like uh, a like insanely 20, long Ethernet cable. A, yeah, a super long Ethernet cable so that he could run it up the wall and into his room. And then I started pulling off the phone jack panels, and I'm like, oh, they did run Ethernet throughout the house. Just for some reason, they didn't buy Ethernet wall jacks and only use the phone lines. Oh, my God. And only set that up. (laughs) So I went out to home hardware, got a wire uh, splitter or trimmer, and got Ethernet wall coverings and installed it in the two rooms. And he came home, and I was like, oh, cool. We got wired like in all the bedrooms now. And he's like, Dude, I just spent thirty dollars on this Ethernet cord. What the fuck? <laughs> Text me nice. about this next time. <laughs> nice. <laughs> hey, he could still use that cable. <laughs> he could, or he could leave it and then ask you for three hundred dollars if you wanted it. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, that was that guy. Nice. Oh my lord, that's that's a story, audience. Where um, <laughs> that that original guy ended up moving out of that house, and then I ended up taking his room. It originally was just with the a sublet sort of thing where I was working at the university for over the summer. So I was going to sublet his room because uh, I didn't want to have to sign on to a lease again because I was sort of floating between co-op positions. Um, and the dude ended up not coming back and not coming back to the university. And so I took over his spot in the lease, but he left like a desk and a bed and, and uh, an office chair in the room. And he was like, hey, uh, do you want that stuff? And I was like, I mean, yeah, it'll, it'll be easy for me. I don't have to buy a bed and shit. How, how, how much were you thinking? And it was like a ludicrous amount. I think it was like $400 or some shit for all of it. I, I, I want to say it was more than that because it was like 
it wasn't even a new queen mattress when he had it. No. Because it was, it was just for the mattress because the desk, and maybe the desk chair, because that desk was there when we moved in. Because mm-hmm. that's why we left it when we moved out. Because <laughs> <laughs> we were like, no one wants this desk. You didn't want it. No one, we didn't want to move also, it out of the room. It was a really bulky desk. Like, we couldn't <laughs> actually move it out of that room without disassembling it and went, no. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, it was like it was like a used queen mattress, and he was asking like six, seven hundred dollars for it, and we're like, that's not even what it's worth new. <laughs> what are you just doing? Me, it was just me saying, yeah, no, thank you. Feel free to come get it whenever you want. And then him saying, <laughs> nah, you can and then have like it. A, a week later, just going, never mind, you can have it. I'm like, yeah, that's right. You still have that mattress, don't you? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. Uh, well, on to the TV guide. Yeah. On to the TV guide. So, the TV guide for today's uh, episode reads, The Doomsday device is assembled at Massive Dynamic, but a worried Walter asks Nina for help in understanding Peter's relationship to the weapon. Ooh. Bum, bum, bum. Not really what Pretty... happens. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so, sort of. So, so... <laughs> There, Some there of these are about, things happen. There are about like five different ways that you could write this TV guide to have it be more accurate. But you know, this one, this one works, I guess. <laughs> I just, yeah. I don't think the TV guide people get to watch the episodes before they write it, <laughs> or they just don't care. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure they get a plot summary for the episode, and they go, "Cool, mm-hmm. let me summarize this down to one sentence, and it's even worse." <laughs> yeah, it's it's not great, but hey. I mean, they do they do open up on the weapon because we see Broyles taking the children out for a drive. <laughs> that is I what was, this vibe feels I like. I was so convinced at the start of this that they, that we were back in the Red Universe. Like, it's like, oh, we're going on to a military installation. Wait. Cool. Red Universe. Okay, but the oh, wait, second they showed Broyles. Broyles yeah, the yeah, and then I was like, Broyles, oh, that's Broyles. Huh? That shouldn't happen. <laughs> oh, wait. Olivia's got the wrong color hair. Hmm. Yeah, and Walter's yeah, so Balters? they stop at a military they stop at a military checkpoint and Walter's like, "Can I have some gum?" And I think he's got like his ears popped. Yeah. And he wants gum to help with that even though he has to do the Jimmy Neutron. Oh, you spilled sodium chloride on the ground. Why don't you just say salt? But I did. Uh, sure, he's, sure, he's Walter. Like, I got a blocked Eustachian tube, and you're like, it's so you're perfectly here. normal. Do you have any grape gum? I love <laughs> grape gum. <sighs> I love how the the MP is like, what the fuck is he talking about? Yeah, it just just walks away nicely. Uh. <laughs> well, no, the other MP who was checking Burroughs is like identification at this point saves him by coming in and going like yep okay that's all good okay all colonel broils goodbye <laughs> yep we're continuing to get the oddness of colonel broils instead of special agent he's Broyles. a colonel he, he is and like you know this is the first time that we're fucking hearing about it it feels it's like it's really starting to feel like someone in the writer's room like a new writer came in and was digging through all the character bios and went wait he's a colonel <laughs> Why haven't we been bringing this up? <laughs> this has only been brought up like twice before the alternate one. You, you guys know that's actually quite a big deal. Like <laughs> JJ, come on, he he could throw that name around a lot with the military. That's a much bigger dick than he can swing than a uh, fucking special, special agent. agent. <laughs> you know who has a much bigger dick than Broyles? Fucking James Falcon. Oh my god! What a oh. dope ass name is that? 
James Falcon sounds like <laughs> such a fake name. <laughs> like, it's like he showed up at Massive Dynamic and they're like, ah, oh, yes, what is your name, Mr. Scientist? And he's like, James, James. And he looks out the window and he's like, Falcon. <laughs> they're like, wow, that's a dope ass name. You get a job. <laughs> he's like, I know it's a dope ass name. <laughs> I, I thought of it myself. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, what? And he's like, yeah, I never mind. Like no, they just words goes, you guys James know you Falcon. can just legally change your name to whatever you want, right? Like, <laughs> you just you can just go do that. My name used to be like John Shitty Face. You should change it to that. Wait, John Shitty Face? Yeah. Why isn't your name John Shitty Face, David? Because that sounds. Because then I would have to change it to James Falcon. <laughs> Anyways, um, let's 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 get into um, how you know nothing's ever worked with the device. All of our uh, all of our tech hasn't been able to like crack anything. We've tried twenty different power sources. Which my question is: Wait, how many? What do you mean by twenty different power sources? Double yeah, A batteries, we... triple A batteries, <laughs> D batteries, We've C tried batteries, and direct current. <laughs> Wall power, yeah. European wall power. We thought they were maybe weird. Asian we attached, wall power. We attached a water wheel to it, and it didn't work. <laughs> Can you imagine if they're like, we can't figure out how to hook it up. We don't have the socket adapter for it. And they just hold up the plug going into the device, and it's just it's a, a weird, weird connector. Just like five prong thing. <laughs> they're like, it looks European, but it's flipped, so it, 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 we, no one can crack this. Yep. Makes no sense, but yep. But it turns out all it needs is bishop power because yes. Peter walks in the room and it moves. And he's like, oh, wow, that's so cool. It's so cool that I'm my nose is bleeding. I won't mention this to anyone, though. It's <laughs> my, fine. Little, my little secret. <laughs> Anytime someone does that and like their nose is bleeding, they pull it away and they're like, everything's cool. I just remember the scene from not another superhero movie where um the like um the evil scientist uh i the green goblin stand in right um he like coughs into a handkerchief and it's like covered in blood and the guy the hero's like oh my god are you okay and he's like no no this is healthy coughing blood (laughs) (laughs) and that's all i could think of whenever anyone hides that they are coughing or bleeding from somewhere they shouldn't be well it's also just like how does no no one else notice? Like a nosebleed is pretty noticeable. I've well, always so, found. So I so I'll say I'll say this: they the the TV nosebleed where it's like, oh, there's just a little bit of blood coming out of my nose. I don't know, like when you guys were like, for example, like in like elementary school, and for some reason someone had a nosebleed every single day. Um, I don't know if that was just a thing at my school or whatever, but like oh, no, that it was, was like. fucking (laughs) buckets of blood coming out of their nose like it'd be like all right you gotta run to the washroom go get some paper towels because that's gonna be bleeding for a solid half hour yep that was me that was me (laughs) david and i both lived with a guy who was also like that oh yeah man oh dude don't get me started about him anyways like blood all over his mouth it was like gonna go downstairs to study and we're like buddy you want to clean your face off before you go (laughs) please please wipe that off before you leave the house (laughs) not even just before you go downstairs in residence because he tried to do that a couple times to go study with other people and we're like please clean yourself before you talk to other people all right guys we are two minutes into the episode it is 20 minutes into recording but nostalgia Uh, but nostalgia 
Yep. Too bad. <laughs> Listen, I told you this train has no brakes. It's it's going to. I'm going to have to fucking install some. Uh. <laughs> yeah, so Peter's nose bleeds. He doesn't tell anyone because he's like, mm, tasty, tasty. Um, yes. And then Peter, it cuts to nighttime. Or sorry, that's the opening. There's no like good opening credits scene mm. here. It's just Peter bleeding, and we're like, ah, eh, we've seen that before. Once, once again, no woman screaming and no death has occurred before yeah. the, the opening credits. Um, zero out of ten gonna would be not a watch again. Episode. Wait, wait, don't we get don't we get a shot of the them, or don't we get a shot of that random dude finding a body in a? Nope, fountain? that's later. Nope. That's, that that's later? not that's not the that cold open. That should. That really? should be the cold open, but it's I not. That, I remember that being the cold open, but apparently not. Nope. Um, nope. We, uh, credits happen, and then we cut to the Bishop residence where Peter is quietly coming in in the middle of the night. And this is kind of where the... I, I don't like how the episode does this, and we'll get to it in the discussion at the end. But yeah, he's... Oh, he's wearing dark clothes and gloves and been doing sneaky stuff. And he has oh. like this big tote bag that he's lugging around. And then, for some reason, is like, mm, I really want a PB and J. Yep. And it doesn't put anything away. It doesn't do nothing. And Walter's like, Hey, what? I thought I heard the front door close. And Peter's like, You're crazy, old man. I <laughs> Here, can't have from a upstairs. peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> you want some PB and J? PB and J. Uh oh. <laughs> Wait, what? PB and J. Peanut butter and jelly. You said PP and J. You did. <laughs> no. <laughs> or it sounded like you did at least. I I, ca- I can't say words. That's yeah. why. <laughs> uh, and yeah, Peter's like, "Oh, you must have been dreaming." And Walter's like, "I haven't been sleeping at all." You liar! You gaslighter! <laughs> I've been reading the First People book. Mm-hmm. And Walter is concerned um, about Peter's health and his reaction to the device. And apparently, Walter noticed the nosebleed. Bum, bum, bum. But yeah, and Walter's like, there's nothing in the book that says how the device works or how it's connected to you. But I'm concerned, and Peter's like, ah, it's fine. Nosebleeds are fun times. Don't be so concerned. You can't protect me from everything, like murdering people. Well, gonna go to sleep. Walter's like, what was that bit about murdering people? Ooh, look, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Delicious. <laughs> And hey, um, we we wake up the next day, um, and Peter has decided that he's going to go and get some tests done. With Um, our new favorite recurring character, James Falcon. Yeah, he's just like Brandon. Recurring character, awesome, super lovable, everyone loves him. Uh, (laughs) Hate Brandon? (laughs) Why do you hate Brandon so much? I don't know. He just rubbed me wrong the first time we saw him, and now I hate him. (laughs) Does he remind you of yourself, David? Uh, I uh, maybe I don't know. I just don't <laughs> like him. Anyways, we um we we lo- we load in, and Walter is not pleased that Peter's getting these tests, and is trying to convince him that MRIs are horrifying machines that are going to give him so much radiation. Yes, yeah. there's a, yes, there's a lot of electromagnetic radiation. It's all radio waves. It doesn't actually hurt your body. It's kind of an important like aspect of it. <laughs> <laughs> just, that was just weird important thing. for everyone because they're talking like oh everyone has a unique electromagnetic signature which is something they have established previously back in season one i think yep. yes it's, um, which is also just is that just true as well for like people i have, I no, have idea. no idea um yeah it it's not really like something i thought true. of uh, i'm 
Go, you know, go, go look up some scientific studies, David. I believe that's, yeah. that's the Who, best kind why of... Why would someone do research on this? <laughs> that's the best kind of sci-fi, though, if you're like, yeah, I buy that. That's good writing. Yeah. Like, it actually but, sounds realistic. But yeah, they're like, oh, we want to see what his electromagnetic signature does and if it triggered the device. So let's put him in an MRI, which I don't think would map your electromagnetic signature. I don't think it reads that. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> like I, he is gonna get a fuck ton of radiation, though. That's true. <laughs> but just like non-damaging radiation. Eh, MIRs they can actually be pretty bad for you. Uh, they don't um, recommend you getting them when you're pretty young because of that, because it is quite a healthy dose, and you shouldn't get too many in a like short time span either. So, David, MRIs, it's important to note, um, they are, it is radio waves. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, what it's like is it's like sitting on top of, like, a radio tower. Um, Wait, am I thinking MRI or CAT scan? Which you're thinking CAT scans. I'm thinking uh, CAT scans. CT, okay. CT scans, CT scans, yes. CAT scans yes. or CT scans, CT, because that's what everyone uses now. Mm-hmm. Um, those ones, yes. Uh, for example, okay. the um, a pelvic contrast-enhanced CT scan um i think is the equivalent of five years of background radiation pumped into you um when they do one of those right because the mri is the one where you have to drink all that crap right no mri no? mri is just um it's MRI magnets. Is bouncing, it's magnets yeah. it's very it's 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 a lot to try and explain what it's doing so i'm not going to try right now but it's magnets <laughs> oh, no. um Wait, don't and it's sends, radio waves yeah it sends radio waves in at different penetrating depths and bounces the images no. back into something interpretable no no um what it does is it spins up your electrons um and then different like that so yeah it spins them up and then it reads the resulting uh when they spin back down um that's coming what's out that's the, what's the scan where you got to drink that like weird that's a contrast enhanced ct scan okay i'm just thinking ct scan then yes <laughs> mris are expensive they do not cause any harm mm-hmm. um that we know of <laughs> well, um, case, unless unless getting... of course unless of course you have something metal in your body then they're really really bad uh <laughs> well, yeah because it's a giant fucking magnet then that case i don't think he's getting an mri then peter i think he is getting something closer to a ct scan it, it says it says an mri like chamber yeah so maybe it's just some type of special scan they have that bombards him with radiation and like will give him cancer and they're like ah it's fine this is massive dynamic. We have anti-cancer medication. <laughs> yeah, it's Here's called it's called replacement limbs. Now take these pills that take the cancer away. <laughs> no, the the pills are just here. Replace this part of your body with a robot. <laughs> Case in point, person in the room while this is happening, Nina. <laughs> it's great because um... Walter is then like Nina. I need to talk with you because Walter's like there's like very little chance this has to do with his electromagnetic pattern whatever and he pulls nina aside and nina's like they cut and nina's like you can't fire him he's like a leader in his field and walter's like i don't give a shit i'm his <laughs> get boss. him out of here <laughs> i also have a phd i'm just as smart <laughs> he doesn't even not say like even i have PhD. a doctorate he's like I got, degree. yeah he calls it <laughs> i have a graduate degree from mit i understand what's going on i'm like yeah that's fair this dude should know who you are he should he's you're his like boss's boss <laughs> well in the in the pre-credit scene he's like explaining falcons explaining all the stuff they've done with it and he's like oh all the different like alphabet soup agencies want to get their hands on this and walter's like 
what agency are you with then? And Nina's like, this is Massive Dynamics, like chief scientist for the project. And Walter's like, mm-hmm. ooh, that means you work for me. <laughs> I can get pissed off at anything you say. <laughs> We're in an at-will state. Get ready, motherfucker. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Anyways. Um, they then get a little bit off topic, but not really, because Walter's basically like, hey, um, I know how we can figure this out. I just need to think more like Walternet. Um, Nina, was there anything that you can remember from William Bell about how to make me regrow my brain? He, he seems to have done something, so I can't do it. Uh, yes. He, uh, not only did he cut out the parts of my brain, he also made it so they can't grow back. Yes. Which is, hey, forethought on Bell's part. Well done, Bell. You did things. But uh, Walter essentially asks, hey, do you, could you uh, track down the research he did on this? Because it's not a very simple thing. There must have been like project files or something on it. And Nina's like, that was like 12 years ago, but I can try. <laughs> we'll see. I'm sure yeah. William Bell keeps extensive notes that aren't going to be weird at all for me to try and find. <laughs> <laughs> I swear that they, they, they probably won't be stored next to his sex tapes. Mm. Probably. And if they are, I'll watch those again. Uh, <laughs> God, my ass used to look good. Oh man, that's when I had two hands. <laughs> Anyways, um, we then Olivia then comes and visits Peter before Peter goes in the spooky MRI machine. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, but yeah, no, um, it's basically like, hey, you didn't like call or anything to let me know what was going on. <laughs> everything's still okay we still friends <laughs> yeah olivia's a little more um what's the word Normal? forgiving or she's turned a corner in this episode? it feels like yeah. she's turned a corner uh, she's not as like you're an idiot for not realizing <laughs> and i hate you now <laughs> this episode is about you so i have to feel bad for you now <laughs> it's in my contract <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, she's like, hey, you didn't answer your phone. I couldn't get a hold of you last night. And he's like, oh, yeah, I was taking a walk to get out of the house. You know, the house I told Walter I didn't leave. (laughs) Oh, man, what's up with all these holes in my story? Hope the writers weren't trying to write a mystery. (laughs) But hey. Otherwise, I'd have to act this differently. I, Joshua Jackson. (laughs) (laughs) But hey, that's that's fine. Nothing weird about that scene. Peter's just going to go inside the MRI machine for a little while, um, and we're going to go to the Port Authority, um, where a guy's just feeding some fish some bread, right? That, that's all that's happening here? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, well, no, he's I, he pulls something out of his pocket. Wasn't he going to, like, have a smoke or something? He was going to have a smoke. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then he notices, oh my god, all these fish are dead. Did I kill these fish with secondhand smoke? Oh, no. <gasps> It's just a body leaking mercury. That's it's fine. Just, it's not. It's me. just a that's, dead body. That's fine. I'm in the leaves stuff. now. <laughs> oh god, I need a smoke to calm down from this. <laughs> Call the cops afterwards once I figured out my story for why I'm out here. <laughs> oh, did we? They mentioned at some point also before this about Olivia or full Olivia's notes, right? And also that is Olivia. That they've well, that now decided to call her Olivia. Yeah. Oh, is that so happy. I thought that was earlier like it was a throwaway uh no bring... this they do bring up um Folivia's notes and specifically they're like oh Folivia why are you calling her that and it's like oh mm-hmm. that's what Walter's calling her um you know fake Olivia Folivia oh. 
We yeah, can... that's in the opening. Like that's in one of the okay, first scenes, yeah. right? Yeah. We can yeah. finally drop Bolivia so, and call yeah, her by the true finally. name never, of Bolivia. Bolivia. Bolivia is so good. I was I just hated so long that we've been calling her Bolivia. <laughs> Ginger Livia forever. Bolivia is such a good name. I slipped up a couple of times, but it worked because foe and bow sound so similar <laughs> I that was, I don't think anyone noticed. I was oh, fucking I pissed. I was fucking pissed because I was just like, I was like legitimately last episode of it can be like, all right, can we start calling her Bolivia? Like, I'm sick of this Bolivia shit. Like, when does this come up? And then it was the next fucking episode. <laughs> it was like, good. I don't know the origin of it. If it's the writers wanted to give her a new name or I think it was the fans called her Folivia. Yeah. Well, and... with Walternet, like they're, they're just really good, like, you know, yeah. names. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I think it, I think this might have been like a fan name that made its way into the scripts because it got so popular on forums. I'm right. sure David has a fun fact about it, right, David? No. <laughs> <laughs> fun fact, this name is worse than Ginger Livia. <laughs> fun fact, I stopped looking up fun facts a while ago. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Broyles... They they cut away from finding the body and Broyles walks into the lab and Astrid's cleaning a fish tank and he's like, oh, I see they leave all the hard work to you. <laughs> FBI employee that skills are definitely not being misused. <laughs> Anyways, I'm here to give you more grunt work. <laughs> and he's like, oh, hey, you know, they're having trouble like deciphering it. And she's like, oh, I'd be happy to help. And he's like, I know, but there's a reason why I haven't. I didn't ask you before. You didn't bully the writing team into giving you a proper role on this show yet. Because, <laughs> like, like, I have. <laughs> unfortunately, I really th- feel like the actress who plays Astrid has had to, like, go to the producers and the writing staff a couple of times and been like, no, 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 no. Astrid needs shit to do. <laughs> Please give Astrid shit to do. Yeah, they don't really treat her like one of the main cast members, which is yeah. unfortunate. <laughs> She's, like, person in the chair without being in a chair mm-hmm. and it kind of sucks but yeah he's like oh i didn't ask you before because a lot of uh folivia's info um like resolve revolved around her um interactions and observations with the team yeah and and i thought it was funnier if i let random fbi agents read about all of those secrets <laughs> you guys share yeah and astrid's like oh i understand this is about peter and volivia i'll keep it discreet and my mind went to Broyles saying no 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 what are you talking about i want you to publish it all <laughs> i want to know the juicy gossip well i was really hoping i was really hoping out of this that it was just going to be like but um, Olivia filled me in on you know how smart or like how good at analysis their Astrid was, and I need you to be more <laughs> like her. <laughs> I've always thought you were a shit agent, but apparently in the alternate universe you're great. <laughs> so I need, just, you, like, I need you to tap of... into a part of a part of you that I haven't seen before. <laughs> I need you to get rid of all those emotions and social skills. <laughs> But yeah, no, uh, Astrid's going to help out with uh, getting rid of, or not getting rid of, but like just deciphering what (laughs) was going on. Just burning. (laughs) Burning Astrid, I hope you understand how detrimental to the FBI the entire Folivia situation was. Destroy it. (laughs) Burn it. Burn it to the ground. Uh, Um, But yeah. 
Where are we then? Uh, Broyles story? gives her a business card with like his digits probably and then the mainframe login and then gets a call about the Port Authority employee who was apparently literally swimming with the fishes. Yep. Just, you know, with a hole in his head. <laughs> uh, we then cut back to Massive Dynamic and Walter's like, hey, what the fuck is going on with, with Peter? Heart his rate. heart rate's 130. And Falcon's like, yeah, it's a little elevated. And he's like, that's not a little. <laughs> that's 130. Falcon's like, yeah, I thought it'd go down after he calmed down, but it's still been this way. Yeah, I'm sure it's fine. Because <laughs> what, what's average resting heartbeat in adult males? Like, Depends on how unhealthy de- Peter is. Yeah, it depends um, how fit you are. But like, Peter is pretty healthy, so I would assume anywhere between like 60 to 80 for Peter would be normal. We'll say like 75. Yeah, we'll say seventy-five no, just to be on. Well, no, no, no. We'll say seventy-five to give a little bit of leeway. That's still massively over, like almost double. Um, for all we know, Peter's just afraid of uh, doctors, and like that—that that fucks up a lot of diagnosis. <laughs> oh my god, have you guys? <laughs> so, side note: the um Johnson and Johnson vaccine, right? Uh, there was a case, I believe, somewhere in the states or somewhere where they were giving it out, where they had like eighteen people faint. Um, after getting the vaccine, oh, okay. and they had like the person, one of the doctors there was saying like, "No, nothing's wrong with the vaccine. The problem is the Johnson Johnson vaccine is the only one shot vaccine. So we're getting a bunch of people who are scared of needles coming to get this vaccine, oh. and they're all fainting because of it. <laughs> yep. It's not awesome. the vaccine's fault. <laughs> it's the fact <laughs> that it's the only one shot vaccine. <laughs> so it's everyone who's terrified of needles getting the vaccine and fainting." But still doesn't look good from the outside. <laughs> nope. Oh, that that's up there. That's got to be up there with my favorite like statistical delve. Like, why are all these people fainting? Oh, right. It's the one shot. So people who hate needles only want to get one needle, but they still hate needles. So they still they faint. do in fact still hate needles. <laughs> it's great. But don't, but, but don't worry, because John Noble pops out before every single one of them <laughs> with a needle. <laughs> Sounds it in and goes, look! <laughs> it's spring-loaded! Painless! Nothing happens! Well, you see, nothing, nothing's actually going in. It's all, it's all spring-loaded. It's completely fake. It, movie magic. You're like, who are you? <laughs> Were you in Lord of the Rings? And he's like, backhands him. He's like, Fringe was my masterpiece. <laughs> Truly amazing. <Anyways. laughs> You're welcome, David. Uh, <laughs> oh, God, um, but yeah, we, we? we have. Uh, we, well, no, we're still we're still a massive dynamic. Yeah. Um, Walter continues to want to fire uh, Doctor Falcon, um, and Olivia's trying to mediate, but gets a phone call. And is like, all right, bye, guys. Walter, don't fire this man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the dude's like, ah, perfect job security. <laughs> the FBI demands you do not fire this man yet. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the, uh, Olivia gets a call about the the shapeshifter body in the pond, mm-hmm. and so she meets up with Broyles, and the guy's name is Michael Baird, and he was murdered in the early morning hours, and yeah, the fish died because he was bleeding mercury, and the notably the storage disc in near his ass, the lower back, was removed, and Olivia's like, well, who else would be killing shapeshifters other than us? There's no other Blade Runners except the ones in our department. 
And, and we had to call them something else because Harrison Ford sued us for some reason. <laughs> and also, how'd they know about the second brain? Yeah. And they're like, oh, Walternate is cleaning up loose ends, but how would he know who his shapeshifters have assumed identities of? Mm-hmm. And Burroughs is like, oh, shit. And he calls up Astrid and it's like, shut the mainframe down. <laughs> yeah. Astrid no was name in the mainframe. Can... No one but you can access as it. Well. That what they cracked the code on the on Olivia's or on full Olivia's notes as well, so they they have it all. Yeah, they cracked it a couple days ago. Yeah, so they had just have it in plain text on their server, which is <laughs> yeah, they're okay. <laughs> yep, that's what you should be doing there. Well done, team. Not like this should be on a non-network drive in a room somewhere under lock and key and guard. <laughs> but no, so listen, uh, easy yeah. access. Bros asked them to shut them down because they're like, we, we have a traitor or we have a, a, some kind of leak. There's an yeah. imposter among us. <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. Bro- Royal sus? <laughs> no, FBI sus. Uh, <laughs> Fal- Falcon sus? Maybe, maybe Falcon I mean, fa- sus. Uh. <laughs> so they start freaking out and they end up having to do sort of this um, huge... Uh, investigation of who in massive dynamic and who in the fbi had access to the uh crack notes in order to try and figure out who the leak is um do we get a scene before we just jump straight to the interrogation yeah, no, we get we get dr yeah. falcon talking with uh with okay. peter um and being like hey everything's totally fine except your heart rate was a bit high i don't know what that was about and peter's like eh, eh, okay <laughs> do you want to do you want to run, run any more tests and the guy's like nah your, your father would seem kind of pissed that i was running tests uh, yeah. i thought you'd be pleased that we weren't running more <laughs> yeah and peter's like the test showed absolutely nothing was wrong and he's like yeah nothing and peter's like are you sure though are and you then, sure? And he's like, "Yeah, is would I have found something? Is this a test? Was I and supposed then, to find something? You sound pretty upset about the fact that everything's okay, Peter. Why are you asking? Sus, acting sus." <laughs> and then uh, Walter Burson is like, "Peter, Peter, I've got something to tell you!" And shouts as loud as he can, "We found a shapeshifter. Someone's <laughs> killing them. Someone's <laughs> killing all the shapeshifters." <laughs> Walter Burson, he's like, "Emergency crew meeting." <laughs> God damn it, guys. <laughs> David, why do you hate Amoogus? Amoogus. Uh, <laughs> uh. Anyways. Um, our, uh, Peter then just kind of looks and goes, hmm. Uh, well, uh, I'm sure that nothing bad will happen from this random massive dynamic guy knowing that something about shapeshifters, uh, as the guy looks slightly concerned, Peter's like, all right, doc, thanks for the help. We got to go and talk about some shit in private now. Uh, <laughs> I'll see you later. <laughs> you like, that sounded ominous. I'm sure it's fine. Uh, we go back to Walter's lab and Astrid is giving the team a debrief on what she found in Folivia's files and someone has been leaking the information there's like a name with there's a list list with bunch of names mm-hmm. on them for like the fbi massive dynamic um so nina and walter are already interviewing people at massive dynamic but there's so much information to sift through they're not sure what's relevant and not and so olivia's like oh cool like i have like a really like i have photographic memory i could be really helpful for this also, I think like Folivia, 
And they're like, no, but they talked about like banging Peter. So like, maybe don't. <laughs> I don't think we want you for this one. It's a yeah. very explicit. <laughs> it she reads like a diary. Way, and and Olivia, you know detail. how you write your diaries. <laughs> and there's also like, like film clips and GIFs. <laughs> It turns out they don't have gifts in the alternate universe, and she was fascinated with them. <laughs> oh, oh, we missed we missed something that I wanted to bring up as well, where they mentioned when they first mentioned uh, Folivia's notes, that it's just one huge, long document. Yeah. 139-page document. And, and what the fuck, Folivia? <laughs> I mean, Who does that? I mean, it kind of helps in this case because now it's harder for them to sift through. Yeah, but that also means when she was writing it, she would just go to the bottom of the work doc and just start writing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like an yeah, absolute don't, freak. Don't, don't you realize that they have horrifying file structures over in the alternate universe? Like just the worst <laughs> file or structures their computers, ever. <laughs> their computers are so advanced, it organizes your files for you. I I just I it splits like, up what? files into subfiles like isn't they, they do subfiles instead like, of folders. <laughs> isn't her laptop also like a MacBook or something? So it's also like whatever weird Apple Word program yes. they have. <laughs> like, yeah. Yes. Just just a nightmare. It just sounds like a nightmare. I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> um, what? Where are we in this episode? I'm very uh, lost. Olivia wants to help with the database. Broyles is like, no, uh, I care about your feelings. Uh, uh, feelings over facts. Broyles is not woke. But um, hey, let's, let's, let's swap over to our favorite side character, Brandon, who is conducting yeah. interviews. Oh, God. And apparently they have, they're like, Olivia's uh, like, oh, you're giving him a polygraph test. Well, he could still beat that, and they're like, "Not this polygraph." You know, you know. Actually, statistically, polygraphs aren't very reliable. <laughs> well, this one's magic and analyzes faces. Cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> William Bell made it in a box of in a cave of a box of scraps. <laughs> well, I'm not William Bell. <laughs> and um, hey, they they are also taking blood samples, um, yeah. making sure it's not silver. And Walter's like, oh, this is genius. I wish I thought of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then Nina pulls, or Nina's like, oh, we can't. Or sorry. Peter wants to keep everyone in custody until the mole is found. And Nina's like, that's 30 people. That's a bit impractical, don't you think? And I'm like, no, it's not. It's 30 people. Yeah. Put them up in a it's, hotel. It's really not that impossible. They're also, like, 30, they're also like 30 massive dynamic employees who are going to be top level employees and also FBI agents like none of them are going to complain if you explain what's going on to them yeah like this seems like a very easy situation to contain if she was like <laughs> Peter there's over 150 names on that list I would be more on board with this but also 30 why people? did 150 people have access to that document yeah but 30 people you've already segmented them off specifically for this project and this is where I like get two different tones in the episode because Peter like, oh, Nina, do you actually want to catch this infiltrator? And you're like, ooh, is Nina sus? I was thinking that Nina would be the, um, yeah, the mole or the leak as well. Yeah. But Nina was the imposter the entire time. And Nina's Guys, like, I specifically not- <laughs> tried to use other words. <laughs> Red, Red is acting sus. <laughs> 
And Nina's like, you know what? Instead of dignifying that with a response, I'm going to sneak off with your dad to maybe not have sex. And oh, no. she's, she's steady with broils. We've, we've already decided this. She is banging broils in a monogamous relationship. <laughs> she's the That's reason rock for solid. <laughs> But yeah, Nina's like, oh, I found, um, I found Bell's research notes on the brain stuff. I found a retroviral serum that he experimented with wasn't labeled because why label shit? Nope. So this she found, was didn't she find three of them she or found something? Three of <laughs> yeah. them. One of yeah. them was for him, and then one was for a, a rat, I think, and another was a chimp. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We don't know it's a chimp though. It's just like yeah, two were for test animals, and then one of them is yours. I'll no, get no. Them. <laughs> they they do say that they do say the test animals. Oh, do they? Yeah, okay. Yes. I thought it was just guessing later. But um And Walter just grabs like one of them and go and starts huffing it. And she's like, um, that might not be human. And he's like, Yeah, whatever, we'll figure it out. It's not the worst, worst thing I've snorted. Worst it's worst really case I, I develop a rash. I'm sure nothing bad could happen from this. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, Hey, about Peter, I know that you want to be the one to help him, but he needs to, to talk to like a psychiatrist. And Walter's like, Therapy is for nerds. <laughs> Don't you I let, only don't use you... therapy to gaslight people. Don't you fucking taint him with that therapist <laughs> like, bullshit. Oh my god, like this is one of the first like full on just like hey, maybe he should get therapy and we immediately get someone like, denying it. <laughs> Man, it's no, it's almost I'm like his dad. <laughs> it's my job to fix his problems. It's almost like 2010 and like earlier were like not good times for mental health. Who could have seen it? <laughs> like, full on, it was like, they were like one step away from just Walter going, he should just man up and suck it up. <laughs> like, you see, the simple issue with Peter is that he's a bitch pussy. <laughs> Too emotional. Only women can be emotional. Like Olivia. That's what makes her strong, but makes Peter weak. Like his mother. Like his mother, yes. <laughs> Gotta bring in that throwaway line every single time we can. It's such a bad it's throwaway so, line, though. So, so bad. It's such a ridiculous line. <laughs> like, who wrote that and went, yes, this is an adequate way to describe someone it's who killed also themselves? Played entirely straight. Like, no one, like, full on, no one questions it either. They're just like, yep, that's a good point, Peter. That <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. That that's how you would describe someone who who had mental health issues as weak and very very sad. No no negative connotations here. Nope, nope absolutely nothing. But yeah, yeah so um, Walter denies Peter therapy. Uh yeah, and we we cut back to the interviews at Massive Dynamic, and Olivia pulls Peter aside and is like, "Hey, um, I owe you an apology. Like, I know you and Bolivia banged." Like a lot, like a lot, a lot. Um, Astrid's been telling me, and like Jesus, yeah. <laughs> we should try some of that. If I didn't hate you, <laughs> no, like, and, do you realize friction exists? Yeah. And is this where she's like, "Hey, um, I've been concerned about me and how she affected me, but I've forgotten yeah. that how she affected you." Yeah, this is yes. her going. Oh man, this was really bad for you too, eh? Yeah. And she's like, hey, we can still be friends, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, and it seems like she's she's dealing with this a little bit better. And and yeah, things are getting and, better with Olivia. Yay. And hey, they um at the same time, Brandon finishes up with all of the uh with all of his interviews and is like, Yep, it's no one. 
Um, I, I don't know what else to do. And Peter's like, hey, um, what, what about that, like, Dr. Falcon dude? Uh, <laughs> They're like, but he doesn't have access to the, to the file. And he's like, but what about the Falcon dude that I killed? But, I mean, that we talked about earlier. But, but like, but like, what about him? He was, he was curious and he heard the word shapeshifter because Walter's a fucking idiot. Uh, <laughs> And Brandon's like, okay, that's kind of weird, but sure, let me give him a call. Uh, <laughs> calls down to try and get him, and they're like, huh, he left home He left home early from work. Send the entire FBI team. Massive Dynamic doesn't let people take days off to take half days. How, how dare he? We He's got already raid out money. of vacation days. <laughs> we got raid money again. Let's go. <laughs> oh, but before and, you know, that... An entire um, fucking FBI squad. Oh, never mind. Before that, too, um, Olivia's like, hey, like, I'm okay reading that stuff in her journals. Mm. Like, I won't freak out. And he's like, oh, but Olivia, I conned people before, and I know what I would write about them. You don't want to read that. I don't, well, no, you don't, it's, I don't want you to read that. Yeah. Um, I don't want you to see me like a fool. And she's like, too fucking late. Too late. I've accepted that what you did was okay purely because I think of you as a fool now. <laughs> But yeah, they, they send a raid team to Falcon's house, but nope, he's dead and was a shapeshifter. My favorite recurring character is now gone. Rest in peace in this universe, Dr. Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> sure, he's available in the other universe. Um, <laughs> with... well, he's a shapeshifter, so I don't think so. <laughs> well, I mean, no, shapeshifters original. have to... Yeah, there has to be an original. Oh, the original Dr. Falcon. Now, he probably died at 14 after like someone didn't catch a firefly <laughs> or something. <laughs> <laughs> Easy, easy. <laughs> I mean, yeah. isn't that what they did to Will uh, alternate William Bell? Like he tied really young or something? I don't know if they ever go into it. I think they it, do because Bell they talks do at about some it. Point. I forget like, what it is though. I thought it was just he and Walter like either never meet or never start massive dynamic. Well, they definitely don't start Massive Dynamic, but I think they specifically say that Bell in that universe dies, like, really early or something, which is why there's no trace of him and he never made an impact. Hmm. Anyhow. Yeah. Oh, no, sorry. Go. Well, I was just to say, because, yeah, because otherwise then alternate William Bell should be a really big character, right? Because if yeah. he has any of the yeah. intelligence that our William Bell had. But but they're like, yeah. ah, we can't pay um, Leonard Nimoy that much Leonard money. That's, that's way too many Leonard Nimoy's. <laughs> we Nimoy's. pay for him by the minute. <laughs> Leonard <laughs> Nimoy was also like, oh my god, this, this isn't a fake oxygen tank. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. I mean, Nimoy wasn't young, to be fair. <laughs> no. Um, but hey, let's open back up um, on um, Dr. Falcon's house where Olivia's in there being like, damn, the shapeshifter, all, or the shapeshifter killer, always one step ahead of us. Um, anyways, is, is he in the documents, Astrid? Because I'm still not allowed to look at those. Uh, <laughs> Astrid looks it up and is like, yup, there he is. <laughs> well, that was weird. Damn, Peter, I can't believe we can't catch this guy. Whatever are we going to do? Peter's like, oh, I don't know. Looks at his phone and is like, oh, I gotta go. There's some testing at Massive Dynamic now. Um, it's a shame that this... late. I got a call. <laughs> it's, a, it's a shame that this mystery assassin is so smart and cute. <laughs> And Talented. so good looking, and I bet he's really he has really great abs. I mean, what? <laughs> I mean, they? <laughs> huh? What? Gotta go, not to kill someone. I mean, bye. Hey, have you seen my gun? Oh, never mind. <laughs> Olivia, can uh, you pass me that silencer real quick? 
Uh, I gotta go do some stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then in Walter's <laughs> lab, Walter and Astrid are looking at the, I guess, Falcon's body. And Walter is like, oh man, I want a banana right now. That's my least favorite fruit. This seems okay. And then I'm sure, sure there's nothing weird about this. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, he, he's like, I wonder what Folivia wrote about me. Probably something super cruel. And Astrid's like, no, 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 she thought you were smart. She liked you. And then Walter gives like an aggressive yawn. And like <laughs> that is that is the best way of describing that yawn is aggressive yawn. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, oh, I was displaying dominance. Oh, dear. That must have been the chimp retrovirus. <laughs> and Astrid's like, are you growing monkey DNA in your brain? And he's like, yeah, maybe a bit, but it's fine. I should get rid of it soon. <laughs> One day my immune system will wake the fuck up and remind me about why I'm not supposed to have this DNA. <laughs> yeah, and it'll just reject it, and I'll be fine. Yes. <laughs> why would you reject monkey when you could reject humanity and return to monkey? Why that did is... I know you would make this joke? <laughs> <laughs> why did I know deep in my soul that this joke was going to get made? <laughs> the same way that deep in your soul you knew that it was Peter, but we're about to find that out. Um... <laughs> Because Walter finds blood underneath Falcon's fingernails. <gasps> Whose blood is it? Wow, you mean yes. it wasn't a shapeshifter that killed another shapeshifter? Oh, no. The gasp. Uh, and Peter they're like, and Olivia. Oh. oh, sorry. Well, they're like, oh, we, we got to do tests on this blood, but not like DNA tests. Let's just find out what blood type it is. Yep. It's easy. <laughs> it's fast. Yeah. <laughs> and then we go back to the, the Falcon residence. And Peter and Olivia are still looking around, and they're like, okay, the window was jimmied open, which means he didn't know the attacker. And Peter's kind of, like, not really in. Like, he's kind of, like, nodding and agreeing with stuff, and he's like, I really got to go kill some people. Lights um, are on. No one's home. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> later, and, Olivia. <laughs> oh, this is this is where she's like, I'm sorry. I neglected to think what Olivia did to you and focused mm -hmm. on what she did to me. Yeah. And she's like, I'd like to get past it. And Peter's like, yeah, that'd be good. Oh, hey, look, I got to go to Massive Dynamic for testing. I'll take the train, though, instead of you driving me. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, let Walter know I'll be home late. Bye. Um, and then... Um, we uh, open Olivia. up on a random woman who's afraid. No. <laughs> uh, Olivia gets the call from Astrid saying they know that the blood type is type A positive, And only one person with access to the file has that blood type. Brand. Which which they also oh. mention. Which they also mention. Hey, by the way, a third of the population is a positive. Is, is a positive, including, including Walter. Walter. <laughs> and also Peter, because it's his blood. So, yeah. Well, I think it's supposed to be. See, this is what I mean. Where they keep trying to do like, oh, who's the assassin? Who's the assassin? But you know from the first scene with Peter that he's the assassin. David, did you have a little bit of hope that Brandon was the assassin and this was the oh last my time God, you're going to have yes. to deal with him? <laughs> yes, the second this happened, I went, excellent, now shoot him. Shoot Brandon. <laughs> Would have taught Peter a lesson if they just <laughs> shot Brandon. They're like, now, Peter, Peter, we caught the assassin. It's Brandon. He's like, what? Uh-oh. Peter would have been like, yes, excellent. Now he's gone as well. <laughs> he also had detailed personnel files because he knew one of the arresting agents had a peanut allergy and attacked him with a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. So we had to kill him. <laughs> but yeah, we, we cut to a woman running through the streets. Um, some, someone is obviously chasing her. And then she finds a homeless man. 
breaks his neck and oh no she's a shapeshifter and assumes his form and, and, and does the classic shapeshifter thing of breaking her face is <laughs> is it weird that the first thing i thought of when she changed into this homeless dude was did they make that actor wear a bra because <laughs> <laughs> Because the shapeshifter is still wearing the woman's clothes. I don't think they did. But also, would that not be uncomfortable for the shapeshifter if they were wearing, like, a thong, too, and they switched gender? Or, did, like, you know? Yeah, I I'm I don't sure know. it's fine. I don't think Fringe is the type of show to go into that. Yeah. Um, like, they do not Hulk out here, for example. Uh... They should go into it, though. No. <laughs> this is... This is once again. I do not need to know the size of the shape changer's dick. Like it just. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm just saying. I don't know the size of the dick. I just want to know, like, was how he did that transformation go? Yeah. And why do they only have to break their face if they're shape shifting? Don't they also have to break the rest of their body then? Break yeah, because what happens? Break their what happens elbows. to all the hair too? Because she had like shoulder length hair, and the homeless guy doesn't. Like, what happened to it? I have many um, questions. Shape changers. <laughs> Shapeshifters. Shapeshifters. Oh, fair, fair enough. <laughs> Wait, we're talking about the shapeshifters. <laughs> but it doesn't really matter because Peter shows up and shoots her, well, now him, several times. Well, well after going, hey, insert last name here that I'm forgetting the name hey, of. Hey, Bermudez. <laughs> Bermuda. Which sounds like we should know that last name. <laughs> it really does. Like <laughs> like a like a Jones situation. Jones. <laughs> um. And hey, wow, Peter's the assassin. Who could have seen this coming? Um. But look, we're back at we're back at Massive Dynamic where they've caught the real assassin, Brandon. <laughs> yeah. Fuck Brandon. Shoot now, him. Do it. <laughs> you would, Anakin. Now kill him. Do it. <laughs> Uh, but and they're yeah. uh, interrogating him using the uh, like lie detecting machine, and he's just very obviously passing. <laughs> he's like, guys, you you know this wasn't me. He's got Check, some look, look at the security cameras. I live in my lab. <laughs> well, he was like, I've been here the entire. I haven't gone. I haven't left this lab in five weeks. I don't have an apartment. I live here. There's a reason I don't take any vacation days. It's because it's cheaper to not rent an apartment. It's because my vacation days are spent here doing unethical experiments. I mean the beach. <laughs> the beach, a.k.a. basement number three. <laughs> but yeah, he, he passes flying colors and they're like, I guess it's not Brandon. I guess we shouldn't jump to conclusions on blood type instead of, you know, getting a blood doing sample a from DNA Brandon test. and testing the DNA. <laughs> Just nonsense. Absolute nonsense. <laughs> but, you know, whatever. Fringe isn't a show about and full of smart people. So, like, that's... It's asking a lot for them. You know. Of course. <laughs> um, And we go back to Walter's lab and Olivia's like, fuck what anyone says. I'm going to read these notes. Um, I need to help out now. And then Walter <laughs> is making himself a banana split. Because he's still chock full of that monkey DNA. And he gets a phone call from Nina. And he's like, oh, Nina, I was just thinking about you. As he well, looks whipped cream in off whipped his cream. finger. <laughs> and I... That's got to be an innuendo, right? 
Oh, it's, 100%. It's, it's very uncomfortable, is what it is. Because <laughs> he says it and then licks his finger off of whipped cream, and you're like, oh. Oh, no. Uh, How dare he go behind Broyles' back like that? <laughs> and Nina's like, oh, I'm looking for Peter. And Walter's like, is he not there? I thought he had more tests. And Nina's like, oh, yes, the tests. I'm not going to question what you just said, but I know you're concerned about the tests. But just let Peter know that I called. Everything will be fine. We need him to come do more tests because he yeah, hasn't need... done any other tests. Yep, he hasn't no done any today. other tests. <laughs> just really want to drive that point home that he has not done any other tests. <laughs> well, Peter has not entered Massive Dynamics building today um, and has not taken the short two-hour plane ride from Boston to uh, New York Hey to Peter, so. or Hey, Walter, ask me if Peter has done any other tests today. <laughs> because the answer is no he hasn't okay anyways bye (laughs) and walter figures something out and he figures it out by going into his son's bedroom that was there the whole time snooping through his son's bedroom (laughs) and at which point he finds just a like list and circled is the names of like falcon (laughs) (laughs) it's just like oh oh no yeah and I do really, I do really like how the list of massive dynamic employees, um, James Falcon, is the only doctor on the list. Everyone else, <laughs> no one else has a doctorate who works at Massive Dynamic. <laughs> Listen, apparently, being a doctor is not that necessary. I guess <laughs> to be a shapeshifter target, yeah. God. <laughs> but there's one more circle that we haven't seen yet: Zach Alpert. Ooh. And we cut there, and Peter is is waiting in his car. Waiting in a car. And we go back to the lab and Astrid's like, hey, are you okay, Olivia, reading these detailed notes about your alternate self hooking up with your maybe boyfriend? And Olivia's like, oh yeah, well, full Olivia was developing actual feelings for Peter. Yep. But she refers to him as PB in all Which the notes. Is... And I'm like, why, why wouldn't you just say Peter? It's real weird. Like you're not uh, because, disguising because that. she thought of herself as actually a Jamie instead of an Olivia, so that they could be PB and J. Her actual name in the other universe is Joe Olivia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and she was like, "Actually, can you start calling me Joe Olivia?" And Peter's like, "Why? Because I know you like PB and J sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> we we could make a PB and J sandwich. Do Do you like PB and J?" <laughs> I like PB&J. <laughs> would you fuck a PB&J? I would fuck a PB&J. Anyways. <laughs> now that that horrifying segment is over. Uh... <laughs> Russ a PB&J. That's what I'm calling this episode. Oh. <laughs> oh man, the, I think I named the last. What? Uh, let me pull up the name of the last episode. You guys well, keep going. Yeah, while is it the Whittle baby needs their vape? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, while they're t- while they're talking about that, we uh, cut back to Olivia, who's like, "Wow, look, they they know they, she does everything exactly like me. She even uses the same cipher." Oh wait, Astrid, <laughs> I have I have a specific cipher that I use that I've never told anyone about. <laughs> It's just my name. It's just it's just my the, the pet name that my mom called me, and her mom called her. Which also yep. means that I guess her mom's name is Olivia. Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, you can like 
people name their children after themselves all the time so it's less common in women though isn't it it is less common in women but it's still rel- like it still happens okay. as well um i think famously um Aaron Burr is his wife Theodosia his child her his daughter was also Theodosia like is a Yeah looking at those family trees is real weird Yeah it gets real complicated but yeah the previous episode by the way guys I named it the Whittle Fly Vape cuz it was the <laughs> firefly <laughs> And that's Whittle with a W <laughs> ah, Thank you David thank you oh, It hurts oh, me pretty- to look at <laughs> No, I'm, I'm glad. Can't wait for that one to get 100 downloads. It should. <laughs> that one deserves 100 downloads. That and, um, oh, God, Northwest Passage deserves North- all the downloads. Northwest Passage? You mean the one with two downloads? Uh, <laughs> There's so many more. <laughs> okay, but anyhow, anyway, Olivia yeah. figures out the cipher um, using, um, it's Olivia just like, logic. oh, O is the 15th letter. Look at the fifteenth name on the fifteenth page. And I'm like, this surely, is why she's a monster. Surely you could make it more obscure than that. Like, <laughs> listen, nah. the writing staff obviously were tired at this point and just went, whatever. It's just some sort of trash cipher. Yeah, and so they start tracking down all the additional um, shapeshifters, and they come up on two names, and it's uh, Bermudez and Zach Alpert. And we cut back to Alpert's apartment, and Peter is broken in through the window, and he sees a body watching TV, and so he shoots it. But oh no, it's a dummy! Ooh. And then Alpert smacks Peter on the head, and he's like, "Oh hey, buddy, I was looking for you. No. I've been actually, expecting you, motherfucker." <laughs> he he actually he actually smacks him on the back of the head and goes, "It was a dummy, just like you." <laughs> yeah. We get a, I think, a really good scene here, by the way, with the um, shapeshifter versus Peter, where essentially the shapeshifter's going like, oh, you think we're not allowed to hurt you, right? Because we need you or some shit? Well, we, we, don't, we, we can still use you if you only have nine fingers and one eye. <laughs> yeah. It's like, holy shit, dude. Yeah, it's, it, I mean, like, solid points. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but then um, Walter... I, I do like how he holds up, like, an ice pick to Peter's, like, ear like he's just gonna stab him into the brain i'm like that's not gonna help like that's <laughs> i mean <laughs> hey, he's pick lobotomy just <laughs> i think he was holding it up to be like this is what i'm gonna gouge your eye out with yeah or even oh, worse nice separate pick. a finger with oh god the finger would be worse yeah well i mean uh, no i think he already had something ready for the finger because especially what happens next where yeah. uh, walter walks into this point distracts the dude Peter pushes him off gr- and then grabs a butcher knife <laughs> and just removes that dude's fingers <laughs> in one clean chop. And so that's then, a good cleave. <laughs> and then Peter shoots him. And Walter's like, what the fuck is going on? Um, and we cut back to Broyles telling Olivia, hey, Jackie Bermudez is missing. So uh, let me drive dangerously. Almost hit a pedestrian mm-hmm. in like a super weird nothing scene. Yeah, I don't know also, why this is in here. Because he also then goes, he's like cusses, and then Olivia's like, hey, what's wrong? And he's just like, nope, nothing, don't worry about it. Well, I was like, oh, they're going to come back to that at some point, because the last time that we had a, a, a character swerve to miss a car, something happened later. Uh, I, I mean, I guess they could, but it just seems weird. Like, it does. Yeah, it was very bizarre. Um, So... They're like, okay, well, I guess we have to go to Zach Alpert. 
Um, and Peter, we cut back to Albert's apartment and Peter has him, has a gun pointed at him and he's like, Walter, how did you find me? And Walter's like, I saw his name in your room and I used a phone book cause I'm not an idiot. <laughs> Unlike you, I'm not a fucking idiot. <laughs> and I could tell that that was obviously a dummy over there as he points <laughs> to the dummy. And there's also a dummy over here and he points at Peter. <laughs> Uh, Peter rolls Peter the shape. Well, Sorry? Peter oh. does the, confirms the kill essentially, rolls over the shapeshifter, and then pops him in the head. <laughs> common, common things to be doing. <laughs> yep. And Walter's like, whoa, what the fuck, dude? What happened? Not yeah, cool, and man, Peter like, cool. is cutting out the data disc, and Walter's like, I guess you killed the other ones too. And Walter and Peter's like, well, I didn't learn anything useful from them. He's the last one. He must know something. I, they're soldiers, and I'm tired of being reactive. And it's, I'm not doing anything bad because they're not human. I just, I gotta know. They're not even human. And then, yeah, then he pops the dude again. <laughs> and Walter's like, if you're not doing anything wrong, then why didn't you tell us? <laughs> Which is, hey, fair. <laughs> Very fair. Like, Bitch. did he not think the FBI would not be down with capturing shapeshifters and yeah, torturing just, them for information? Like, they, they do that they to would 100%. Be, they would be very down for this entire thing. Like. <laughs> <laughs> but then Walter brings up at this point, like, oh, wait, relationships. They're two-way. At first, I thought this was going to go to, like, his relationship with Olivia for some reason. Or Olivia. But it's like, no, when you touch that machine, the machine touched you back. It, it made you a soldier or some shit. It weaponized you. You're like this is a metal gear, (laughs) (laughs) a weapon to surpass Metal Gear. (laughs) Metal Gear Two, Liquid Snake, or whatever the fuck it's called. Um, Who knows anymore? uh, At this point, Olivia gives Peter a call, being like, "Yo, we figured out the cipher. We're on our way to the fifth person now on the list, whose name Uh, is Zach Alpert." Yeah, his name's Zach Alpert. Ever heard of the dude? We're gonna uh, go and we're gonna catch the person killing them. We're just gonna <laughs> blow up the house and we'll sort out the bodies later. Okay, bye. The missile is on the way right now. <laughs> <laughs> and so they, Olivia arrives at the apartment and broils in her storm in and oh, they just find the body. Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, dun. Um... And then Olivia, we catch up with them back at the bishop's house, and she's like, man, it sure does suck that this super handsome and cute and smart assassin <laughs> is always one step ahead of us. Can't believe that he was able to get away with it, and now we've run out of names from the cipher, he's gone forever. He's got it, them all, and he's just succeeded at his job, and we failed at our job. It sure is convenient that there are only five shapeshifters, and Olive also has five letters. Well, it's okay because if there were six, then it just repeats. So it's it would just all be of, all of 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 all the way down. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Peter, yeah, they're like Walter doesn't know anything. Peter doesn't say anything, so they're keeping the secret for now. Mm-hmm. And Peter's like, See- "What do we do?" Um, Walter's like, what do we do next? The machines weaponized you and they don't know what to do with this and they'll just have to wait and see. And that's our drama for the episode. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, Peter just responds back, same thing we do every night. Try and take over the world. I eat peanut butter <laughs> and jelly sandwiches. <laughs> mm, I love PB and J. Whispers in Walter's ear. The J stands for Jolivia. <laughs> uh, oh, but um, Olivia also talks to Peter and is like, hey, I read those entries. You have nothing to be ashamed of in there. Except <laughs> and my the first joke in my head was, also, but she called you not a grower or a shower. What does that mean? <laughs> it, 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 it was, she, she meant the or. It, it's an and, I promise. <laughs> it's inclusive or, inclusive or. Inclusive, I'm sorry. <sighs> But yeah, uh, then we cut back to Massive Dynamic and Brandon's like, now that my interrogation is over, um, look at all these books I found for you, Nina. They're all on the first people. They're all the exact same book. Yeah. Um, Compensating for like translations because they're all in three different languages. But yeah, they're pretty much word for word identical. Yeah. And Nina's like, oh, how did you find them? And he's like, we have literally unlimited money. Like I can get anything you want. We bought them with our unlimited money. <laughs> yeah. And Brandon's like, there's been like seven major extinction events since humans crawled out of mud. Like maybe one of those was a good civilization. Yeah. Maybe and at like, least no, one of them. No. <laughs> uh, and he's like, oh, someone else was also looking for copies of the book when we put out feelers. William Bell. Ooh. I, I, I love that we're getting the fucking William Bell plot hangers in fire. <laughs> Season, season three, three. <laughs> middle of season three, it's still oh William Bell. Wow, we've seen him die. <laughs> He's oh, I would God. Um, I would like to end this episode by reading the final line of the Fringepedia. No, <laughs> back at his home, Peter studies his face in the mirror. The eyes are darker. Maybe maybe a touch of gray has started. Definitely oh, more God. resolve as he heeds his father's words. Maybe the device has touched him weaponized him bum, bum, bum. no peter show me on this doll where the weapon touched you <laughs> <laughs> and he just points to the nose <laughs> uh the <laughs> glyph for this episode was alter Ooh. Ooh. peter yeah. has been altered by the weapon the weapon has been altered by peter the shapeshifters alter themselves and then walter oh, ultra was altered with ER. some chimp i thought DNA. it was like alter as in like or uh, worship or something. That yeah. makes more sense. All right. Uh, the Observer right, David. was oh, behind nope. the crowd at the Port Authority crime scene where the first shapeshifter was exterminated. Okay. Yeah. All right, David, you ready for this next episode clue? No. So if you remember back to the last episode. I don't. When... Um, <laughs> when Astrid is told to go out and get some groceries. She mm-hmm. comes back, and what you don't see is in the back corner of the lab, there's a jar of olives. Are you serious right now, or are you lying? This does not exist? <laughs> don't worry about it. It doesn't uh, exist, does it? <laughs> I'm sure there's a, a jar of olives somewhere in the episode. That one just made the most sense. <laughs> no, it doesn't. She just made something up. <laughs> 
I see you couldn't find the next episode <laughs> for this episode. Then <laughs> I think I made up a good one. <laughs> Last episode, when the observer gives that uh, woman her uh, vape, when he says the little baby needs their little vape, that's a clue uh, towards Peter being a little baby. This episode. <laughs> yeah. No, there is no clue from Firefly for this episode. That we know of. <laughs> Good. Maybe we can finally stop this segment one day. Nope. Because nope. there is a clue from Reciprocity for the next episode. God Good. damn it. <laughs> Good. It's okay, David. You can, we can concentrate and ask again next time. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hate it. Ratings, guys. Ratings. What do we think about this episode? Uh, this Three. Like, it was mediocre. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> this this feels like uh, like two different people wrote this episode where they're like, oh, we're gonna do a mystery of like, oh, who's killing the shapeshifters, and then big reveal, it's Peter, and then they spoil that in Peter's first or second scene of the show where he's coming in all suspicious and then you find out that someone's been killing shapeshifters and you're just like oh yeah it's peter peter's killing the shapeshifters that's why he's leaving and lying it's it's peter okay let's yep. move on now but then they keep teasing it and it just feels i don't know it's very it bipolar. Was a, it was a this, very mediocre episode this is a surprisingly poorly executed episode for fringe like yeah <laughs> plot idea wise it's good uh, it's a good plot idea like peter getting turning sort of harder and then like him tricking everyone to thinking there's a mole like that's a good plot honestly like it's a good idea just execution wise not very well done this time fringe which is surprising because usually it's the other way around like Yep. Yeah. It's pretty no... good about making dumb plots seem at least entertaining. But there's also like actually no fringe element this episode. Like it's... there's no new fringe element. It's just old shit. Like shapeshifters but... are back and it's like yeah. But it's not even like oh the shapeshifters or Peter's somebody's doing something with a new fringe element. It's just like hey the weapons here also shapeshifters. But other than that, it's poorly written character drama. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree yep. to that. But hey, it feels very frustrating. But hey, that brings us to I think the end of the episode here. Um, no, we can tangent for another half hour. Yeah, yeah, of course. Dear God. So this episode was written by Josh Singer. <laughs> by the way, all right, um, David, go off, go off. <laughs> I'm trying to see. Did he write any other episodes? I can't tell. He related to Brian. Brian Singer? I don't. I don't think so. Um, he was a supervising producer and a co-executive producer of Fringe. But yeah, man, I love that all of these people that like we like don't actually know about like have like full like names in this. Like for example, <laughs> I um, mean, Hector, yes, Hector Johnson was names. PFC Tom Ford. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean the characters? I yeah, the characters. The remember, remember PFC Tom Ford, everyone. Nope. <laughs> um, no idea who wrote... that is. Josh Singer wrote Spotlight. Or he executive produced it. Is that the um Ruffalo movie? Yeah, remember. Uh no, that's the um Oh yeah, sorry, it is the Ruffalo movie. Yeah, it won oh, okay, okay. like best picture. Huh. Yeah, he uh Alright. Why did he do such a shitty job of this episode then? <laughs> Josh Singer, did... get at us. Let me know. <laughs> What went wrong this episode? <laughs> he also wrote... Okay, so he wrote this season specifically. He wrote The Box, 
So the second episode, he also wrote Amber 31422. Um, Peter ah, Johari that's Window. Why. That's probably why. This is the only episode where he was the sole writer. Uh, Every other episode he's written, he's been co-writer of someone else. Mm. This all makes more sense now. That, that makes sense for why this episode felt a little wonky then. He was a staff writer on the West Wing too. Huh. All right. Let's shit well. on him some more. Um, oh, he wrote Jahari Window by himself, yep, and Dream Logic. Hey, that scans. <laughs> <laughs> and all of this seems to be lining up pretty well right now. Uh, I see. There's nothing inherently wrong with Jahari Window either, for example. It, uh, just, it also just, that felt weird, right? Jahari Window yep. didn't feel like Fringe. Yep. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't seem to have the Fringe writing style down by himself. Yep, it all makes sense now. Because <laughs> Dream Logic was also the weird one with the uh, people seeing things, right? I think so. Seeing the demons. Oh, right. It was the guy stealing people's dreams. That was Dream Logic. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, um, on that note. No, keep um, tangenting. What else can we tangent to, Charlie? <laughs> Screech! Beep, beep. That's the end of the fucking chaos train. Get the fuck <laughs> off, David and Charlie. <laughs> beep, For beep. all you... <laughs> For all you listeners out there, if you want to hop on the chaos train again next week, uh, come find us at Four Seasons at a Funeral on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, all these different awesome podcatching services, or our home at Podbean. Uh, if you if you loved us, give us a like on any of those services, um, or follow us on Twitter um, at Forsaf. Or if you really liked us, you want to let us know what's going on, um, you can send us a message at uh, at our email Forsaf at gmail.com. Outro. <laughs>